Hey y'all! Before we begin, I'd like to highlight that none of the points discussed on this episode should be used as a substitute for medical advice. Please consult your doctor if you have any questions concerning your health. I had to do that because we're about to make some big statements on this episode. So buckle up! Welcome to part two of the IF series, Intermittent Fasting Series. If you're new, welcome. My name's Kate, and this August we are discussing all things IF. And also, we're busy with an IF challenge for the month of August. Join us if you haven't already started. Tag us on Instagram with these two hashtags, hashtag IFAugust and hashtag get coached podcast all right so let's dig into it since we're discussing the health benefits of if it's important for me to also state that if is known as the health plan with the side effects of weight loss so a lot of people come to if to drop some pounds and then they discover all these amazing things happening to their bodies and then they stick around forever and make it part of their lifestyle I'm going to be talking about the top four health benefits of IF in my opinion and these also happen to be what are mostly discussed in the IF communities. Before we get to number one, I just want to say that it's of my opinion that we were not created to eat all day long. We're not meant to eat from the time we wake up all the way to the time when we go to bed or that myth that six more meals a day increases your metabolism you're literally spiking your insulin all day long unless you're eating super keto but mostly you're gonna be white knuckling it until your next meal so i believe intermittent fasting is the way forward so health benefit number one is autophagy when you don't eat you give your body metabolic rest and enough time for autophagy this is the magical process that results from fasting which allows your body to break down and reuse old cell parts so that your cells can operate more efficiently this process does not get to happen if you're eating all the time and it is extremely important because it recycles damaged cell parts into fully functioning ones it also completely gets rid of non-functioning cell parts and destroys pathogens in cells that can damage it like bacteria and viruses in addition to all these great things autophagy also helps with aging because as we get older autophagy decreases which can lead to a buildup of cellular junk parts and so cells that are not functioning at their best this little nugget right here of cell regeneration is the reason why some oncologists pair if with treatment for their cancer patients again listen to the podcast to hear all these amazing stories so number one health benefit in my opinion is autophagy which cleans up cells helps you age with grace and reduces overall inflammation the second health benefit is insulin resistance 
or the reversal of insulin resistance. Now, this is a very big topic. In fact, it could be another podcast series on its own. I'll start off by mentioning the book, Why We Get Sick by Dr. Benjamin Bickman. And I've linked a 12-minute book review in the description box for you to get the gist of what the book is about. But I highly, highly recommend reading the entire thing yourself. So in this book, Dr. Benjamin Bickman thoroughly covers what causes insulin resistance and how to reverse it. He discusses polycystic ovarian syndrome, also known as PCOS. He discusses heart disease, cancer, Alzheimer's, and type 2 diabetes, as they all relate to one, hyperinsulinemia, high blood glucose, and reduced insulin sensitivity. He looks at lifestyle factors and other causes, as well as the best types of exercise and the best diet for insulin resistance. And of course, my favorite, Dr. Jason Fang, has been using IF for years to reverse type 2 diabetes in his practice in Canada. Simply put, type 2 diabetes is a disease of insulin resistance and we treat it by giving the person more insulin, which makes it worse and makes it next to impossible for these individuals to lose weight. I've also linked a quick video by Dr. Jason Fang of how he uses IF to reverse type 2 diabetes. Another one which most women struggle with today is PCOS. And as you know, this leads to the lack of ovulation, among other things, for women and makes it very difficult to get pregnant. I listened to this podcast by Dr. Nadia Patekwana, and she was discussing how she had PCOS, but because she was slim or skinny, her doctor did not arrive at this diagnosis of PCOS because it is often viewed as a disease for overweight people. And this is just not the case. She talks about how she managed to reverse um, PCOS for a lot of women in Mozambique where she started off her career and helped a lot of women to get pregnant based off of her own personal experience by simply changing their diets. Absolutely fascinating stuff. So have a listen. And she also wrote a book co-authored with Dr. Jason Fang called The PCOS Plan. The third health benefit is mental clarity. Fasting can also clear brain fog and sharpen the mind. Many people who fast, me included, report clearer thinking and improved moods, which can benefit your brain-gut connection and increase your overall, overall happiness. This may also result from ketones, which the brain absolutely loves. Keto is short for ketosis, the metabolic process that kicks in when your body runs out of glucose, its preferred energy source, that fridge um, analogy, and starts burning fat for fuel. Another cool health benefit is body recompositioning. I can testify to this that even though I'm now maintaining my weight between 62 and 64 kgs, I'm smaller now than when I weighed the same years ago before IF. Studies show that IF will increase growth hormone naturally 
Not only does growth hormone help build muscle tissue, but it also helps you keep you lean by signaling to your body to burn fat for fuel. Some people also say that, especially those that were initially obese, they don't notice that same loose skin that they get from losing weight via other methods. And we owe this again to autophagy, where you lose weight well and the body repurposes the old damaged cells. And finally, from the podcasts out there, these are just some of the health benefits or non-scale benefits victories that people often report these are reduced appearance of scars for example from a c-section the disappearance of that like rough bumpy elbow skin the disappearance of skin tags reduced inflammation curing of headaches and migraines slightly improved eyesight and increased energy and various other health benefits to conclude, anyone can fast. In fact, you already do it when you go to bed. If you have supper at, say, 7 p.m. and have your breakfast at 9 a.m. the next day, you've already gotten through a 14-hour fast, just like that. Now, to harness some of these health benefits, just delay your breakfast to, say, 11, 12, or 1 p.m. And that way, you're automatically doing a 17, 18, 19 hour fast. I did mention in part one that you won't feel hungry. You will feel hungry, but hunger comes in waves. It doesn't continuously increase. So ride the wave and it will disappear, especially when you're a beginner. Your body loves using glucose for energy. The fridge analogy again, it doesn't want to deal with the work of using your stored fat for energy. So you have to allow your body to adjust to doing this on a daily basis. Then you will get used to it. And honestly, some days are just harder than others. Give yourself some grace. If you're really struggling at like 10 a.m. and the hunger won't go away and you're starting to get the shakes, just eat and then close your window earlier. Also, don't spend your entire eating window eating everything under the sun. Don't snack the entire time. Eat until you're full and then stop and then eat again until you're full and then stop and close your window until the next day. So that's it for this segment. Next, you're going to see how I did in the first 10 day of the challenge, what I ate on a daily basis and my weight progress after 10 days. Thanks for listening. Bye. On day one of the challenge, I opened my eating window with French toast and some lemon tea around two. And then I closed my window with some fries and a sausage just before six. Day two, lemon tea also and a scone with peanuts around two. And then I closed my window with pizza. So unhealthy. And then on day three, I had some hake, a salad and sweet potatoes. And then pasta and mince with peas just before six. On day four... I had a KFC Sunday to open my window with around 3 o'clock and then a lamb stew with veggies and rice to close my window. Had the same thing on day 5 on 
um, in the evening and then opened my window with some oats in the morning in the afternoon just before two and then on day six I had some Nando's for lunch and then some pasta with some peas and eggs just before six o'clock now on day seven eight nine and ten you get the gist I usually have a snack and then a proper meal just before closing my window at six now I did lose a bit of weight but this just shows that you can be pretty flexible in the way you eat and maintain and lose weight with intermittent fasting oh, oh.